What is up, everybody? This is John Vigaro, president and founder of Adapting Social. We are here with our first podcast. It's been a year in the making. Um, we are also here with Jenna Taskin. What's up, Jenna? Who's our creative content officer here? Hello. Jenna um, has been driving and trying to spearhead this to happen for over a year now, would you say? I would say a year, yeah. A year, okay, but we're here now. That's all that matters. Um, we also have in the room, we have Joey Tomatoes. Yo, what's up, guys? Joey is a part of our video team, and we also have Scotty Bagadone. How you doing? Um, Scott is also part of our media team. So, uh, we also have Brianne here. Brianne, just say what's up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, there you go, Brianne. Okay. <laughs> so, in our first effort to, uh, to get the, our podcast rolling, um, Jenna, do you want to say what our podcast is called? Since you came up with it? Recording. It's all good. Um, above Average Millennials. I love it. I love it. And what's the, what's the reason behind so, that? So, yeah, do you want to dive in on the reason behind that? You want me to hit that one? Um, joint effort? I'll start Let's it off, it. but you're good at detail. Um, overall, I would say Above Average Millennials, just because um, I think there's a bad stigma that millennials are like lazy, don't work hard, and stuff like that. And um, every single person who works here is like the most driven, above average person you've ever met. So we're trying to like. Uh, hard facts, hard facts. We're trying to uh, bring the reputation down. Um, we really like you have everyone who is a specialist in their own field here. Everyone hustles 24 7. There's no one who doesn't um, work when they're not here. Um, so you just have these wildly creative people, and everyone here is spread into more than one place, too. Everyone's good at multiple things. Everybody works around the clock, so everybody here is just, like, completely and everything, driven And everything you were saying is the complete opposite of the stigma yeah. that uh, people that are older than millennials have been saying about mm-hmm. us. Is that my right in saying that? You are 100% right. <laughs> so the purpose, so to dive in off what Jenna is saying, so the purpose of this, uh, this podcast and calling it Above Average Millennials is... Like she said, there's a lot of people out there who are older that say that millennials don't bust their ass. Um, I always read Clint Eastwood said that millennials are the age of pussies. And um, anybody who does not like cursing, I would tune out now um, because there will definitely be cursing. (laughs) There will definitely be cursing on this podcast. But so that being said, you know, me, uh, the founder of the company, you know, I started the company out of my parents' basement and I've been hustling my face off for years and years and years. Most people say, hey, you know, the millennial generation doesn't do that. They are all about just, and, and honestly, the reason why I wanted to do this was because in this, in our office, we literally only have millennials mm-hmm. um, that, you know, that, that work here, talented, talented, talented people. And, um, and they're some of the most hardworking, awesome people I've ever met. And um, I truly, I truly think that that's a, that that's a bullshit statement. So us coming here is to not only interview and have awesome millennials that are our clients, um, you know, interview them on their story and how they got to where they are today, but also just kind of showcase that, uh, that whole stigma is a bullshit, you know, it's complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that being said, let's, what were you saying? No, I was just going to say like, you, you kind of touched on it. Like people think it's insane when they find out that there's nobody here, like older than 26, really. (laughs) Right, right. Like everyone here and, and it's been going for years. So like the people who, over um, eight years. Obviously, you started here, like you started everything just as a teenager, but even when you started bringing leadership and stuff on board, they were like 22, 23. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really like, um, 
hard punch to the uh, stigma. Because it is. Everyone, literally everyone here fits the bill of yeah. the above average driven human. Mm-hmm. Um, but we throw millennials in there just to really punch it in the Absolutely. Punch it Absolutely. in the face. And human and hu- I like actually like human too though, <laughs> so we don't maybe limit our, our podcast. But um, but and on that note, like I wanna so going around the room. So we have would he be considered a millennial or is he? Yeah, I'm 19. How's that or is he or is he generation Y or X or? He's, he's a generation. Yeah. Under, under Am I really? Yeah, I don't think you're a millennial. I but I think, get the fuck out of here. Bro. I think millennial is just like <laughs> podcast. Don't get the hell out of here. No, people just I think nowadays like it's people dad, use millennials like such like a derogatory term. They you know? do. Like it's like. Like when, when, I, when, I, no, when I was working, when I was working with my uncle, any like anything like on the news, they're like, "Oh, a bunch of millennial snowflakes, blah blah." blah. And I'm like, "No, like that's all they. That's what like that. That's a, that's just like how they throw it around. It's like millennial. That millennials are ruining everything, blah blah." blah. And I'm just oh, like, no. "I think you need to understand. Like, well, I, they just try to toss it. It's like such a bad term." But technically, millennials are Generation no, Y. No, I am. I'm a, no, I'm a no, I get. I get. It's like the Gener- Ge- Generation Y is born in the '80s and '90s, which is millennials. Anyone born after 2000 is Generation Z. Yeah. Oh, he was born in '99. I just okay, made, it. Woo! made it. Joe made it. Okay, Welcome Joe. To the club. Thank you. Thank you. So, so it's it's called Generation what, Z. Generation Y. Parents live in. Our parents lived in a world, and their parents lived in a world where it's like you need to get up, go get a job. Fucking pay, pay your, pay, buy a house when they get married, pay your mortgage, have kids, and then you die. Like now, like you're the perfect example too. Like yeah. you were doing construction, you know, you were not in love with it. Well, see, that's the, that's the main thing that I like. I try to touch on um, with like the whole millennial generation <clears throat> that I like explained to my uncle when I was working with him. I was like, you know, you guys, you know, said like the whole thing is like, oh, like the. The rate, like the rate of kids, like living with their parents, like when it's like what, <clears throat> like the average is like twenty eight or something. Mm-hmm. And that's because I think like we're not going out and just working to work. We're trying to find something we're passionate about, and like that's what I always said. Like that's why we're so we like coincide so well here is because it's like we're not doing something just to do it. We're doing it because we enjoy it, and like at the end of the day, it's like you get satisfaction from it, and yeah. you know you're very happy with the, with the end product. So it's like that's. That's why. That's my idea. And that's right. an awesome point too, It's like yeah. something that we're. We, it is. We, Some we, people say like, "Oh, it's laziness. Like you're not getting a job, or you're not moving out, or this and that." It's like, no, I'm like busting my ass instead of nine to five, maybe like literally twenty four seven, three six five, right. because I won't settle for something I'm not passionate about. Right. Like, yeah, I'd be damned right. if I did construction the rest of my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 it's a matter of like prioritizing too. Like I think millennials have kind of. Come to like with the fact that you said you spend eighty percent of your life working, so mm-hmm. it has to be something that you're at least literally enjoy. Exactly. We grew up watching our parents, and we're like, did they love mm-hmm. it? Did they just do it to bring the bread home? And we we're like, are there other options here? You know? Right, right. Um, and we're and I think that's the difference. Like we're we are the generation, or we'll call it the age of like actually trying to do what you love, and like yeah. that's important. And I think we're we're ruled by passion. Um, and I think I think a lot of us isn't. And this is not saying that our parents' generation wasn't. Yeah. They just didn't like. It was different. It wasn't like you were stupid for thinking that. We like, just have the technology. It's it's like it's at our fingertips nowadays, and it's right. just like it's so it's so attainable, and it's just like it, it's absolutely insane how it, attainable anything yeah. anything nowadays. It blows it blows my mind for people who don't understand that too. Like I I started my business by YouTubing shit. <laughs> I, I drove my first stick shift car by YouTubing shit. I drove my first motorcycle, that my first motorcycle I got by YouTubing how to drive a motorcycle. Like, so like, everything's out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, back then, like, I remember when I was younger and, like, probably, like, I would say, like, six or seven years old, my parents used to have a little, like, 
section in our uh, in our like downstairs where we have like encyclopedias for information. And it's like, and, and like later in the nineties, and we had like a personal computer. <laughs> and it's like it's fucking bananas that now, like back then, it was like, oh, I have a question. It's like, oh, we went downstairs, we looked in the encyclopedia, I looked at their alphabetical order, like had to look up that information. Now we literally go on Google, and I can know anything. My first iPhone that I've ever got when I was uh, when I, when I was, I think it was iPhone four. Um, my first iPhone I got. I, from that moment forward, I told everyone in my family, I was like, I'm now a genius. Ask me anything. Ask me anything. I'm a fucking genius. I'll Google it right now. Ask me. Like, that is, that is a, the day and age we are right now. Like, we are, we, have, we are the age of information where we can get anything. We have the power to fucking look up anything. And that's what we need to use to our advantages. Like, that, that's why people, like, who, there have never been as many young millennial like billionaires as there are now because like fucking people like Snapchat and people like yeah, Uber yeah. and like all these different things because like now they, they have this technology they teach themselves and they go out there and they make culture shifting fucking things happen in the world of you know of, of employment in the world of like just their own lives like it's fucking awesome and it's all because of the internet and a lot of times with the internet like double sided where it's like fuck I'm on the internet and you know like the perfect example and this is this is Jenna's Q like we were talking about like how you know, are the generation right now that are parents, right? For me, I love technology. I'm a big fan of like, I think that we should utilize it as much as possible, but I do think there should be limits for children. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, I will be like at a restaurant and like, I'll look to my right and I'll see a baby crying and there's like throw an iPad in their face yeah. mm -hmm. or like, you know, they'll be sitting there and like, you know, there that that's a stimulant. Yeah. Like when you throw an iPad in front of somebody, or like as a child, like it's to stimulate them. So like they're not crying, they're not bugging out anymore. And like I see that and like I think about our generation where we, we got this stuff when we were like eight, nine, it wasn't as complex as it is now. Yeah. And like we weren't able to play with it all the time and like it was different. Now it's like from like the get-go, like, my godson literally knows my godson's not talking fully yet. But he, knows but he, but he knows how to operate an iPad. It fucking that, blows that, my that, mind. See, that's what I'm saying. Like I was playing. This is this is crazy because we were playing Fortnite last night. Listen to this. And um, we matched up with this little kid, and he's sitting there, just like you know. I think he told he told us he was like 11 years old, <clears throat> and uh, he's going off on all this stuff. And then we finally got to the point. He's like, "Do you guys play Fortnite mobile?" I was like, "No, it's so much harder." He's like, "No." He's like, "That it's so much easier to play than on Xbox." And I was like. And then I really like thought down and I was like, when did I asked him, I was like, when did you get like your first like iPad or something? He was like, well, my parents like just, he's like, I grew up with it, whatever. And I was like, that's, that blows my mind because like mobile is so much involved in their lives that they think like, I don't know, it, it was just crazy. They can't like, it's just so much, without it. Like you have such a bigger controller and he's like, no, like he's like Fortnite mobile is so much easier. I mean, then I was like, you know, that's, it's crazy because my little brother's in school now, they, they give them iPads to like learn. Yeah. It's like they take. They get to keep it. Uh, well, for the duration of the school oh. year, yeah. And they give my pads for like teaching them math, teaching them any education, anything really. And it's just it's crazy to me that like, I don't know. Like I I feel like it's good and bad, but that's just I think it's bad just because like influence that it can have like that it's just like it's gonna become like a Wally type of world mm -hmm. where everything is technology based. Like kids will just sit there and just like. But it's going to anyway. Yeah, but I think I, I think it's more increased. But that's why uh, I want to open the floor for Mrs. Uh, Jenna over here to uh, to talk about like what, what you're doing. Yeah, Jenna? Jenna recently had a child. Shout out to Jenna. Shout out to Jenna for being a mom entrepreneur. <laughs> um, so I mean I think there are just many different parenting styles. I know 
and I'm not against any of them. I know there are a lot of parents who will um, introduce their children to technology early because they don't want them to be behind because it is part of their life. I personally am not like that. I really, um, she wasn't, she's not really allowed to watch TV at all or anything. She, like, um, our doctor said, and we know a lot of good doctors in, in Turkey and who are specialists in childcare and stuff, and, um, you know, they said the best, the best thing possible for a child is to let them not see a screen for two years. Like, no screen at all. And then let them start watching educational shows and watch movies with friends, whatever. But if you don't let them watch a screen at all for two years, it really forces their creativity. They play with their toys. Um, they're more in tune with what you're saying. They don't cry for that distraction. Um, they like look like she's very, very happy and pleased just hanging out with me and my husband, mm. hanging out with cousins, co completely self-sufficient, will entertain herself with her toys on the floor. She'll, right. she'll reach for books. She's always looking at books even though she can't read yet. And she's like looking at pictures and she'll say like cat and dog out loud. Um, and it just makes her, it, it's, she's like a sponge. She soaks up info and she's, she's curious. She keeps right. that curiosity. Right. When you put a screen in front of like a baby, they say that like that's a very important de developmental stage for them and they stop being curious. They just want to sit and let everything come to them and they, they don't really wander around as much. Um, so it, it really, really helps them. So I haven't let her watch anything. Um, it's great though, like if she'll go to my parents' house and the TV's on in the background, she doesn't even like try to look at it. Like right. you know, she's not even interested. That's crazy. Which is fantastic. And now now like when she's two years old, I'll start letting her watch like Disney and educational shows and counting shows. Grand Theft Auto. No. <laughs> um, I just want her to really, really like develop and keep her creativity and you know learn differently. And then yeah. maybe like when it comes to school, like. But what happens when she goes to school and they give her an iPad and then she's. Well, that's a whole other situation. We're we're going. We're not even going to. She's like baby steps. Baby steps. I really don't think. You take yeah, baby I don't think I'm sending her to school either. Just, <laughs> yeah. the, our generation is just so scary right now, and they have so many other options. So, I, I was thinking about keeping her homeschooled, but we'll see. Forever? I don't know. I don't know. I At like least K through, like, five. Yeah. I don't know. With all, like, honestly. Five? Between. You gotta get in there first grade. Between, like, <laughs> no, between all the technology and also just, like, all the dangerous things that's happening in school nowadays, and it's just really scary to me. Yeah. Um, it would, like, I would still have her, like, in after-school activities to, like, meet yeah, people you want and stuff, obviously. But after, after school activities can have the same effects. Like, somebody could go at least and show up a high school activity. Yeah, at least some there. Well, it it's like your local YMCA down the block where there's, like, not that many people. It's more desolate and, like, mm -hmm. a dance class or a swim class. It's, like, very specific people who are paying for it. Right. It's not just, like, free public or school. And you don't know what's going on with other right. people and what they're bringing in. It's, like, a local class. And I'm there. Yeah. But here, honestly, so um, this is going to segue into something completely different now. But on that point, though, like, so no matter what, at the end of the day, obviously, totally respect anybody who wants to um, homeschool. Like, that's obviously no matter what to anybody. Yeah. But the one thing that, like, when when recently got married, obviously, but when Jacqueline was going to uh, uh, her, her bachelorette party in Vegas, it was the week after, or the weekend after the shooting in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Wow. So obviously I'm bugging the fuck out and I'm sitting there and like Jacqueline's like considering not going and like there's all shit that's happening yeah. and it's like media and all that stuff like I think it's just so important just to have not just your, not only just your child but like your family on point with this stuff so like one of our clients shout out to Mike if you ever listen to this <laughs> but if one of our clients like he has two daughters and both of his daughters he has them doing MMA fighting 
at, from being kids till now. Yeah. That's a great thing. And he's like, if my that's he's awesome. like, if my daughter's ever out and someone tries to like grab her, like she will fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but, like that's the biggest thing. Like right now, you're doing that with Sienna for like learning and for like doing things like that. So for me, like for me, I'm never gonna be the parent like, and that's just me. Yeah. Not saying it's anything wrong you're doing, but for me, I'm always gonna be the parent. Like I'm gonna put them in school and make sure they're doing all the normal shit. But my kids will will have like fucking like like all the karate crazy th- essentials they will know everything like that needs that needs to be known and then in those scenarios like there really should be a school and this could be a potential business opportunity like why is there not like a school where like you go with your family and like they help you in scenarios of like being in like a store and somebody comes to rob it and like what you should do in that situation like for me like that's the parent that i want to be like where i'm like trying to teach everybody like in that moment here's what you do run here do this do that like yeah. but it's just crazy like that that's the day and age that we live in and we have to prepare our families for that stuff, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. There's so many things now, though, like, because millennials and new new things happening, like, there's there's also, like, a lot of great manifestations of school now, though. Like, they have online school where it's, like, mm-hmm. one-to-one where it's not all about... I'm, I'm teaching how I teach and you just have to adapt and learn. Now they're really like, there's like one-to-one care online where you could really t- be taught how you learn and it's not all standardized tests, which school, like, school, I think for me also, like, um, a lot of times people miss out on opportunities because depending on their teacher steering them in a certain direction, telling them they are or aren't good at something, mm-hmm. um, and then judging them based on one single test that everyone has to take the same way, even though there's so many different types of people. Um, that's what I like because there's like online school now, um, K through 12, where it's free, just like public school. But it's really like that one-to-one learning where they could really figure out their strengths and be taught the way that they learn best and mm-hmm. um, take tests that are, you know, kind of like formed to them and hopefully figure out her strengths like very young, figure out if she's more creative or analytical and be taught the way that, you know, makes her stronger in that way. Right, right. So there's, there's pros and cons to everything. But for me, like looking at it, like I wish I had something like that growing up personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and listen, and honestly, and on that point too, like anybody listening who has it's like everything everything you just said right there totally resonates with me only because when i was in school i was in all classified classes mm-hmm. so like i was in all the classes that people were like oh those are like the fucking tarp classes yeah. like those are the classes seriously that, that i was in yeah. and like now now owning and running a successful company um dropping out of college not having any formal training on anything like i've realized that number one i'm not an idiot number two i learned the way that one person in front of a room of 30 people was trying to teach me didn't really click with me and and that's okay right so i agree with what you're saying there um but for anybody out there who's listening and who is maybe not motivated or anybody who like just genuinely thinks that like there's not another way or that like they're stuck or they're like that, that they're not good enough like fuck that you literally can do anything that you set your mind to and the funny part is that i know it sounds so cliche because that's been going around forever but it's a fucking fact. Mm-hmm. If you move your body in the right direction, even if your mind is not motivated, it will fucking happen. It's about just motivating yourself and then creating habits. Mm-hmm. Any fucking millennial or anybody listening, even if you're not a millennial, can needs to do this. They absolutely need to do this. And like for me, the age of technology, I'm 26 years old, um, you know, and I have I have many many mentors that are billionaires, mm-hmm. like. Tony Robbins is my mentor. Steve Jobs is my mentor. He's dead. Like, I have so many mentors, and it's because of YouTube, and it's because of all these different things. And the one thing that I've learned, talking about school, circling back, when I was in eighth fucking grade, and you two know this now because of that, that video that we did, when I was in eighth grade, my, one of my teacher's aides in my classroom, she came up to me, and she said, John, I have a vocational packet for you. 
you're not college material, so you should start looking at the vocational for when you get into high school. And I was like, fuck, are you serious? I was like, I'm a fucking, I'm, I was like, my parents are going to think I'm retarded or I'm stupid or this, I'm not, all these fucking crazy things. And I started believing it for a second. I'm like, wow, maybe there's something wrong with my head, right? Like, maybe I'm not smart enough or maybe this. And the best thing in the world is being able to now be like, she was right, I'm not college material. Exactly. And I'm happy about that. Yeah. I can honestly say that now. But like looking back though, and like the journey to get to this point, looking at people who are successful and who are out there already, like they're on YouTube. Yeah. Like go look at Tony Robbins shit. Like I have my little brothers who like are still like fucking like their balls haven't dropped yet. <laughs> like I have them looking at I have them looking at YouTube Tony Robbins. Like who the fuck's Tony Robbins? Like why do, why does that matter? I want to go play basketball outside. It's like go look at Tony Robbins when you're young. Because these are these are, these are the things that start shifting your mind, and nobody realizes how powerful your mind is until you start until you have like me who has anxiety like i had anxiety my whole life and like i never realized how strong my mind was until like it was being used against me in a bad way mm-hmm. and i was like fuck like i was in a really shitty place and like everything i thought negative i made a reality because how negative i felt yeah. and then like when we met with brandon novak and he said well, do you remember the exact phrase that he had um when you turn oh, your mentality oh, creates reality mentality yes. creates reality he said yeah. Like your mentality creates reality. It's so fucking true. And it's like once I once I decided to get out of that slum and get myself out of that like anxiety fucking ridden like you know vibe, it's like a fog. And um, I and I and it was hard because there's people around the world that I was watching that literally were like, I'm 50 years old, I have two children, and I feel bad for them because I have anxiety, I can't leave my house. And being a 22 year old, seeing that, and hearing that, I'm like, oh my god, this dude's 50, I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. I have my whole life to feel this way. And that's why somebody, some people feel like they're like trapped. And it's like, I can't get out. But you can. And, you, and it's the hardest thing you can do in the world to change your mind. But the one thing that I've learned is if you got yourself, there was one traumatizing experience in everybody's life where they get anxiety or they feel depressed or they feel this or feel that, happy, sad, whatever. And it's like you trained your body, whether you resonate or not, to feel that way. And you can untrain it to feel better. And so I think the biggest thing now that millennials are known also as the, a- the age of anxiety and depression, it's, it's really important to, to talk about that, right? It's important to, to identify the fact that like, yeah, um, we, do feel, we do feel trapped, we do feel certain ways, and sometimes we don't realize that we can get out of it, um, but it's because we also have people online who are acting like their lives are amazing. Yeah, yeah definitely, constant um, comparing. Um, it, I know it happens, especially with like girls and stuff like that, because like a lot of people just follow like, much like Instagram models and everything, and that's why a lot more of them have been starting to like put out like you know life isn't all like traveling and all that stuff. Like this, right. like we'll have like thousands of pictures that we take, and like we're posting this from our bed eating fucking ice cream on yeah. a Sunday. Like you know my body isn't perfect. It's like it's right. on Instagram, but like that's like Just be fucking real. I fucking hate when people fake shit. Yeah. Like when like when you see some when you see like some people or celebrities or even just like local people. Who have fucking like, like their their relationship looks amazing on Instagram. Yeah, and you're like, yo, these motherfuckers are so happy. Joe's like, it's amazing. Like you look at Instagram or social media, like yo, that people those people have the most amazing relationships. Just, I want to be those people. Media. And then all of a sudden, it's a all of a sudden they get divorced, and it's like, yeah. whoa. I thought they were so happy. Whoa, yeah, put up a what? If they they this is the happiest couple in the world. If they can't do it, how the fuck can I do it? Instagram and it's like, that's what it's all about. Right. Nowadays. It's like just be fucking real. Don't like I hate that. I hate that so much. I hate when you see people like are acting fake. Like the worst thing in the world. I did I ever tell you guys about the guy that I interviewed, like who acted like he was like big shit. No. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. This motherfucker. Okay, this guy fucking comes in, and he's like, 
he's applying for a job, right? So like, but online, he had this whole social media presence that like he was like a millionaire, like fucking person like that was going to help people. And all that shit. Yeah, like so he was like people. He wanted people to buy his courses on his website that he that he had set out, and he was acting like he was somebody he wasn't. Like he was just like made a website, dog show website put a few things together and you could buy a, a, a plan that he made you, but he's, a, he's applying for adapting social. And I'm like, yo, he said that instantly turned off. I'm like, what the fuck? Like this dude's a fraud. Like that's crazy. And but like, think about it. Like how many times does that happen where people follow certain people and they're like, yo, these people are amazing. I'm going to pay or I'm going to follow. I, it's even worse. Like paying for something is different than putting your mind into somebody else and believing in them and thinking that what they were doing is genuinely right. Like, that right there is where shit gets fucked up. Because you believe in the people, and then you realize, like, that dude's a fucking fraud. That's why it's like, I don't give a fuck about anybody out there, what they're doing, unless I have complete validation that you are the person you are. Like, that's why, like, Tony Robbins, for instance. Like, I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins. I will listen to his shit. I will apply his shit. If I'm listening to other people out there, or somebody's giving me advice, I will never listen to somebody else. I'll hear them out. Like, if if I sat down with somebody today, and they were like, hey... Here, here's what you should do. Here's what this. Here's that. I will never listen to anybody because I don't know what the fuck if they're saying is true or not. I'm not gonna fuel my brain with that shit. Mm-hmm. So many people do that online. They fuel their brain with that with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. A lot of people. Well, it's weird because like a lot of people just like fake, like the whole anxiety and depression, just to, like be like, I resonate with you type of thing. But like <clears> that's I like when you're like if I, I wouldn't listen to someone if it wasn't Tony Robbins. I like resonate the most with people who like. Who are vulnerable, you know, like you, like you'll put every, you'll you'll lay it all the fuck out there. Right. You know? It's you're open, and like it's like that kind of stuff sits with me because like that's the kind of person I am. I used to be a very closed off person, but it's like now, it's like I'll listen to someone if they'll listen to me. It's like if they're open, I'll be like, you know what, I value that. I'll take what you have to say to the grave. I take it to you know, yeah, and take it to heart for sure. When I first met John, when I started coming for John, he was like, he did all this speaking, my motivation speaking. I didn't meet John, I didn't know about you before, like, I always saw you, like, pictures online, dad and social. I'm like, I'm like, I wish this dude must be some, like, CEO guy, right? <laughs> so I walk in, do my interview, right? It went, I went okay. Resume on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So then I got the internship and I was filming and then he was doing all his motivation speaking. I'm like, well, what is, like, I'm like, is this just for show? Like, what, like, he's just, I'm like, okay, whatever, man, he just does it for the camera. And months went on, he's still doing it. I'm like, oh shit, this is for real. Like, he, he means this <laughs> shit. Like, I thought it was like, like I it was the first, uh, first few days he was like talking. I was like, okay, man, it's just for, and it just kept going. I'm like, oh shit, he means this shit. This is for real. This is actually what he, this is what he means. <laughs> I live this shit. I was like, yeah, this is, this is to the grave. I was like, okay. So I was like, um, and I don't know, that's like, that's like the part of being real. It's like when you start to get to know someone, I was like, maybe it's just for a few days, but like he, this is like right. Consistency. This, this is consistent. Yeah. He's like, he ain't stopping. This is what he does. This is what he believes in. So My like, poor wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that. And you know what the thing is? Like, I feel like if more people, and like, again, the purpose of this blog, the purpose of this blog, the purpose of this podcast and this blog while it's running um, is above average millennials. So what the fuck does that mean? And why are we, why are we doing this? It's because we want any millennial that's out there listening, I don't care if you're in a car right now commuting, I don't care if you're at the gym right now, I don't know if you're, you know, if you're home, whatever you're doing, if you're walking in New York, if you're walking in Detroit, if you're walking in Chicago, LA, I don't care where you are, either way, you have the power and it's not like a fucking secret. Most people are like, how do I become successful? How do this and that? Like, we want you to be above average. And what does that mean? That means when things don't go your way, don't just fucking lay down. Get the fuck back up. Um, that means when you want something, go fucking get it. Yeah, anybody can just say, like, that's unattainable. Like, I want to I start a company, but I've been in, you know, 
special, edu special education classes my whole life. I dropped out of school. I work at Ruby Tuesdays. I want to start a company. I, I had people laughing at me. I had my family telling me, you know, people in my family telling me that if I didn't have a college degree, I wouldn't do anything. Um, and I kept moving forward and I kept pushing forward and I wasn't taking no for an answer. And I knew that it was up to me to make that happen or not. I was driving the fucking car. Nobody was going to, nobody was going to steer for me. So part of this, part of this podcast is motivating you to do that. Most people don't understand when people look and go to Tony Robbins events and they spend all this money and they say to themselves like, why am I paying? Why do people pay this much money? Like people who hate Tony Robbins or, or don't agree with him. They're like motivation, you know, it wears away. Like, so you go to these things, you pay all this money and then it's just gone. Like, cause then it doesn't stick. But, but people don't realize that's fucking on you. Yeah. That is on you. When you go somewhere and somebody's trying to teach you this shit like I am right now and our team here right now is like, that is on you with what you're going to do with it. Nobody can, nobody, you know, you can lead the horse to the water one time, but nobody's going to keep leading you to the water every day beside yourself. So if you're not your biggest fan, like you're going to, you're not going to be successful in whatever it is that you do. And let's just define success real quick while we're on that topic, because success is not, it's not all about monetary gains. Success is about fucking happiness because most people, they work their entire lives to make a dollar and then they spend the rest of their retirement trying to pay for themselves to be healthy because they didn't fucking live their lives and some people die. Um, and like I told you guys that deep part about where my uncle told me where he worked, uh, you know, he, the guy he worked with hated his job, worked his entire life at 60, at 61 retired and was like, couldn't wait to retire. Like literally dreaded his job every day for 40, 50, whatever amount of years. Um, and, uh, and he died when he's 62. Like how fucking deep is that? It's fucked up. Like, don't be that person. Like, that's what we don't want for you. Like, don't be the person who wakes up every day, hates what you're doing, only thinks about money or only thinks about attaining material objects because it doesn't matter. Once you have it, it's like anything else. Like we can all attest like wanting like a car or like a shirt or like shoes and then you have it and it's just a fucking material object and you want the next thing. As a human, that's what it is. We just want, 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 want. We get it and then we're put it on the shelf. Where that kid that wants a toy gets the toy, plays with it for like, you know, two weeks and then we want the next toy and the next toy and the next toy and it never stops. The only thing that really fully, fully makes people feel complete, whether they realize it right now or not, is helping people. And it's doing right by your family and being happy that way and seeing new things. And like, that's what it's all about. And the sooner you identify that, that's why Jim Carrey is like batshit crazy now. Everybody thinks he's like fucking bananas. He's, he's, he's in he's a different. Woke. He's woke. Yeah. Motherfucker woke. woke. But literally, he's woke right now. I'm like, dude, and he's in some other. He's on some other level that we can't understand. I can't understand. And he's he's attained every single thing he wants in his life. And when you attain every single you want in your life, and you can't think of one more thing that you want, then it's like then what? And that's where he's at right now. And it's not. And so like you think like I want this car. I want this. I want that. I want to buy the house. I want to do this. And then you have all of it. And you have your significant other, you have the everything you want, you have the everything. And then it's like, but now what? And most people, when they reach that point, that's like the worst, that's like the worst thing ever, especially for an entrepreneur, because like you already reached the, the mountain. It's like you already climbed it, now what? And so like he sees it on a different level. And it's not just about fucking material shit, or it's not about jobs or this or that, but it's just about being happy and finding what that means to you. Like that's the biggest thing. Like if you're happy, if you're happy and you just want to be in trails and climbing and hiking, Fucking power to you. Catch me on the fucking escalator. I'll be up at the top. <laughs> like, if those are things that make you happy, fucking go do those things. But, like, creating a life for yourself is the ultimate thing. Now, this is going to sound some real, real fucking crazy shit. Like, this is going to sound super cliche, and I, I can't say it the way I want to say it, but, like, Natasha Bedingfield, you know that song she sings? Uh, written or Unwritten? Mm -hmm. What's it called? Unwritten. Unwritten? 
Like, yo, on some real shit, okay? Like, it's a girl song, right? But, but, <laughs> but, like, when you think about it, like, I love that. I love thinking about, like, every day is unwritten. And what you do in every day, you have complete control over. And you, you, you kind of have the opportunity to, you know, manifest your destiny. And so for me, like, thinking about that, that's, that's why any of us are in this room right now, there's a podcast here. Because I heard Natasha Benningfield, and she spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I, I, listened to, I listened to that vibe of, like, your days are created by you. And you're not on autopilot. And that's why part of our saying that we say here that I say is create an amazing day, right? And most people are taken back. Like if I see somebody in the street and I'm just like, oh, create a great day. And they're like, who are you? Because normally people say have a good day. And it's like when you say have a good day to somebody, like that's autopilot. It's like, oh, have a good day. Well, I'm going to have a good day. Like it's not like create that shit. Make that shit happen. That's what separates people, normal people from above average people. It's creating a great day, which creates a great month which creates a great year which creates a great life and that is up to you um and in final closing i think we should make these like 35 minutes right because most people commute yeah. 35 minutes that's what megan says she listens to all our podcasts really that's what she's having on podcasts like when i work sometimes oh do you well i listen to joe rogan those are like four hours long four hours <laughs> but so does, so does anybody want to say anything in conclusion as we, as we end off hit us, hit us with something <laughs> Um, no, I, I would just say to keep listening and look out for our new ones because this one is kind of an introduction, just what we're passionate about speaking about right now. Um, we touched we touched on a few important things, but I think in the next ones we'll go we'll dive in deep and have themes like we could t- do a whole episode about college and how Ooh, yeah. and, and how you have all of your own and, and like creating your own um, route. Right. Um, we could do a whole episode about technology. We could do a whole episode about uh, mm-hmm. literally. Um, we'll theme them a little bit more. Um, so stay tuned for those. Yeah, this is the, I like that. Good point. This is the first one. So we kind of just went like on a rant. We touched on a couple of real important things. Yeah, we did. But we like, did. I, like you would hit a topic so nicely and I would be like, I could, I know for a fact five of us in a room, like even bringing Chris and Megan could talk about that for an hour right. and really get to the bare root of it and like resonate with someone and kind of change their day and right. outlook because it might really hit right. a chord with them. Right. So I think, you know, we'll have more themes and then you could kind of choose themes that you think really resonate with you and could get something from that, you know? I love that. Scott, you got anything? I don't. I mean, I really think I touched base on, you know, what I think of a millennial is, really what the point of the podcast is. Um, no, I mean... And for anybody, and for anybody listening, this is super, super important when you listen to us. Okay, you'll see. I mean, if anybody looks us up and goes to adaptingsocial.com, when it comes to when it comes to hair here, we don't fuck around. <laughs> Jenna's got the most lethal bangs of all time. All right, Scott's got the only okay guy lights that are ever existed. <laughs> My man Joey over here has fucking movie star hair. Hair model. Brad Pitt actually caught him on the street. He was like, "Yo, hook, hook a brother up." <laughs> uh, but no, but so, and Joey, you got anything in closing? No, I think we covered a lot. We'll definitely stay tuned for more of our uh, concepts and subjects because we do cover a lot here. And yeah. it's very authentic and realistic. We just speak from the heart. Just be real. Be fucking real. And how about how about you, Bring Got anything in final closing? Um, kind of tying back into, because you touched on mental health and also... Mental health, yes. Um, social, like social media and the like 
the like, disease almost of like compare, like, constantly comparing yourself. One right. of my favorite quotes is, "Don't compare your behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel," and that's essentially what social media is. And I think that's fire. Nice. <laughs> Brie hit us with the fire. Brie, she was waiting the whole time for that. Brie, you hit it at the perfect time. 35, 31. That was the time she said it. Anybody want to fast forward? Um, but listen, that's that's a big thing. Again, and in conclusion. Anybody, thank you for listening. You know, we, we hope you support our podcast, share it, spread it. All we're trying to do here is spread love to people that are millennials, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're somebody that's in college, whether you're somebody that's in high school, whether you're, you know, uh, even if you're not a millennial, I don't, who gives a fuck? Like, we're, we're just trying to motivate, you know, humans. And the reason why we have millennial on the title is because we have a bad stigma and we are millennials right now. So, you know, well, we are millennials in general, but we are millennials. So we do want to change that stigma, but share this, tell people about it. We want to help them. We want to start your days off, right? We want to, well, if you're working and you throw your headphones in, like we want to be here to help you with your mental attitude, with motivating, um, and not just motivating with like telling you, Hey, you know, on the difference between us and anybody else that you're going to listen to, we're not going to shower you with unrealistic motivation saying like, Oh, it's always going to be okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not telling you that you're going to have a fucking perfect life. I'm telling you that there's going to be some shit storms and you should be ready for it. Because the more ready for it that you are emotionally, mentally, physically, the better you're going to be and the better life you're going to have. So tune in again. We appreciate you listening. Create a great day. You are in charge of it. And we hope to have you follow us. Check us out on adaptingsocial.com. Um, you know, and, and we hope to have you, you know, come back and then anybody out there, we're eventually going to have a call in where people can call in. So just stay tuned. We're super excited about this. We're going to have guests, like, yeah, guests, call in, everything. So stay tuned and uh, let everybody, you know, that's millennial know about this podcast. Have a great day, y'all. Actually, ooh, create a great day, y'all. Create a great day.